I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. It is Roy Batty from Blade Runner. Ooh. Rutger Hauer. Yes, that Rutger is Hauer. Rutger Hauer. said that really wiggly then, didn't Rutger Hauer. He's bloody Rutger Hauer. <laughs> He's great at Rutger Hauer. I loved him. Go on, tell us tell us about Roy Batty. Again, one of those characters. I mean, is uh, what I said at the start. All about character for me. It's all about character. Yeah. His journey is simply to be recognised and to be free. That's all he wants. And by doing that... He thinks is to find who created him. Hmm. Who's the creator? Who is hmm. the mastermind behind all this? Who was my father? But the thing that Rugger Howard does so brilliantly is make it really closed. I don't know how to describe it. It's so hmm. weird. It's very, it's, it's very much like a, a small performance. But yeah. again, when similar thing with Ian Holm, when he wants to, you know, go crazy, yeah. he fully goes crazy. He becomes like a cat. Hmm almost at the end of the film when mm. he's in the face-off of Harrison Ford. But everything about Roy Batty is so philosophical and so so poetic. The way he moves is very regal almost. Mm. It's not nothing like you'd imagine like a like an android walking. Yeah. It's very much I mean if you didn't know didn't know he was a, a you know a synthetic you, yeah. you wouldn't know because you wouldn't. the way he just moves yeah. it is very you know poetic and very like almost like Shakespearean. Yeah the way he does things, the way he talks, the way he interacts with people. Mm. And even the way he kills is quite dramatic and intense. And emotional. And, yeah, like, emotional. really emotional. It's pure emotion drives him, and yeah. that's the flaw of Rory Batty. He's, he's so knowledgeable about everything, mm. but the emotion kicks in. When, the, when his emotions kick in, mm. he can't contain them. And that's what eventually kills him. It's just the raw emotion. Mm. He just can't. He can't get away from that. He can't evolve past that. So that's why his journey will he never yeah. complete his journey because he just can't evolve yeah. past the base anger. Mm. Even but, though they've only got a certain amount of time to yeah, live. Yeah, exactly. They've got a certain yeah. lifetime scale. I mean, surely there must have been some kind of way that they could you know, yeah. possibly extend it. Who knows? It's one yeah. of the mysteries of the Blade Runner universe. Mm. It's just that raw intensity, I think, mm. from Rutger Hauer that just, it just drives the entire film. It's yeah. a better performance than Harrison Ford's in that film oh, yeah. by a clear margin. Yeah. He just uh, like Harrison Ford for for all for all the good he does in the movie is basically is the you know it's the noir private dick yeah. Yeah. the Sam Spade the you know all those kind of characters and he plays that to a T and that's great yeah. but but you you watch it for Roy Batty yeah absolutely you, absolutely as I mean, it's one of the films I, I watch at least once a year mm. um, I absolutely adore it I absolutely adore that film um, do you have a do you have a favorite cut of Blade Runner. The final one, yeah, the very final one, which leaves the mystery open of, as to whether Deckard is Harrison Ford. That is, mm. whether he is a replicant or not. I'm of the opinion that he is, but yeah. I like the fact that in Blade Runner 2049 they still don't answer address it. it. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I like that they keep it open. Yeah, because even one, even the villain of 2049 goes, "Well, who do you think you are? Do you think you're this person, or do you mm. think you're that person? Yeah. Who really knows?" And it's like, "Oh, you fucking son of a bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> I wanted an answer, but at the same time, coming mm. out of the film was like, "I'm glad I didn't get an answer." Sometimes I think there's certain stories where I think when you're given more questions, it's better. Yeah. 
Like I like I I read uh, I read Wolverine uh, Weapon X first mm. time I read that as a kid I was like finally we find out how he got his claws yeah how he became who he was how he did all this mm. and actually come out of that book with more questions but then I was like well I I'm just like Wolverine yeah because every time he finds a little bit more a little nugget it just mm. leads to more questions a little more about who yeah. he is leads to more questions so I I quite liked feeling like the character I kind of embodied and yeah. empathised with that struggle. Um, yeah. So I think I think Roy Batty is that kind of what what is it to be alive? What is it to yeah, exactly. truly live? That's, that's the fundamental question that drives him. And he, mm. he gets to, he, he meets the person who created him, but it still isn't enough, mm. and he ends up killing him in the most horrific way. The whole crushing the eyes yeah. and then the head. <laughs> you know, he achieves that goal, but it's mm. still not enough. There's still something else that's driving yeah. him that he just can't obtain. Which is why when he sees Harrison Ford sort of like dangling. Mm whatever it is that's inside him goes oh, maybe maybe this isn't the way mm. but you know what I'm still going to play with you because yeah. he's very much he's so conflicted Roy it's mm. what I love about the character he's just so conflicted in everything he does mm. yet so resolute when he decides yeah when he met that's when, it I'm when he finally that. makes that decision yeah, there's great. nothing changing his mind no but he, he's so he's so much more of a character than the other synthetics are around him mm. The, the rest of them seem to be like you know they, they get they get very much yeah. arrowed in one direction where he can perceive several different things i'm seeing a lot of links between all your choices they they all yeah. seem to have a similar kind of mindset or ex- yeah. like the way they make their decisions and when they make their decisions mm. that's it yeah you know i'm program i've, I've calculated this i pro- this is the result yeah program says i do this yeah you know but again i do like it when there's this you know the twist in the machine yeah. so him saving deckard is a twist in that machine because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like a, Why does like he say Deckard? Floor in the program. Yeah, yeah. It makes he turns around. He's got that stupid dove in his hand, mm. and then he turns back around, jumps over the chasm, mm. and saves him. I've always loved that scene because I don't fully understand mm. why he does save him. Mm. I get it in theory. Yeah, yeah. But there's still that moment. I'm like, even Harrison Ford in that moment, he's kind of like, I should be dead. Mm. And then he does that entirely beautiful speech of like, I've seen things you mm. people yeah. wouldn't even believe. Mm. Love it. Fully improvised as well. Exactly. Fully Fully improvised. improvised. But that is the mark of good characterization, good acting. Mm. He's fully invested in that character Mm. to the point where he's comfortable enough to just sit there and go, this is where my character is dying. I'm going to do this Mm. and it's going to add to it and not feel shit. There's there's so many there's so many levels to him as a character. I think I think Rutger Hauer is one of my favorite actors anyway. Very underrated. I think, God it, rest it, his soul. Yeah, I know it's a shame we lost him because I, I was literally I was literally like watching one of his films like not yeah. even a few days or a few months before. I watched Blind Fury not so long ago, and I watched, yeah. I watched something else. And I love him, and he's he's very much a cult actor in lots of cult Definitely. films. Uh, but that kind of makes for me makes him all mm-hmm. the better because I can appreciate even yeah. like a genre film with a quality you know Shakespearean style actor mm. you know in it you know in even the worst film I've seen him in he still elevates it Hobo with a shotgun yeah exactly or yeah. Nighthawks with oh, Sylvester Christ, Stallone yeah. which is pretty crap for the most part mm. um, and, and it features features him killing Rutger Hauer while, <laughs> while in drag um, brilliant so um, yeah check that one out if you want it's yeah. also got it's also got <laughs> La- Lando Calrissian's in it if you want to watch that oh, as well Billy D. Williams Billy D. Williams yeah um, but yeah I think I think that's I think a lot of people would agree with you with yeah. Roy Batty because he is 
phenomenal. He's interesting. He's a little bit sexy as well. I think he's a little bit sexy. He is. Sexy I mean, about him. The, the whole the whole Blade Runner universe is based on sort of like heightened sex appeal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of the, most of the pleasure yeah. models, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you can imagine that uh, Tris, the mm. the girl he hangs around with, I think she was a pleasure model. Yeah, I think so. She just goes psycho. Daryl ha- Daryl Hannah's one. Daryl yeah. Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Hannah. Yeah. I can never remember her name. Yeah. Sorry, Daryl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the character. I yeah. really do love the character. I think it's a great universe, and I think it's a great kind of. You know, uh, a treatise mm. on the on what the human yeah. condition is and what it is to be alive, what it is to have yeah. a soul. Does I mean, does Roy Batty yeah. have a soul? Exactly. I you mean, that, that's why my explanation or my idea about this character may sound a bit rambly, yeah. purely because there is so much left open to interpretation for mm. it. That's the great thing about Blade Runner film. Everyone has their own ideas. Yeah. Is Deckard a re- replicant? Mm. Does Roy Batty have a soul? Mm. Yeah. You know, who is real? Yeah. I mean, what, what is what is it to be alive? Yeah, what is exactly. it to be real? What who who is truly human? Yeah, I mean you know? the, only, the only one of the only characters I think is actually human in that film is the old guy with the walking stick, yeah. Gaff. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think he's the only one that's real mm. for large portions of that film because yeah. he's constantly on Deckard's ass all the time with the little origami things, yeah. and they play to it in twenty forty nine as well. They have they've got a, the guy a brief with the scene. They've got the guy with the disfigurement yeah. as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've got a brief scene mm. in twenty forty nine where Decker uh, when uh, Ryan Gosling goes to see mm. um, Gaff, who's played by Edward James Olmos. Yes, love him, great actor, and they play to that whole idea of like, well, what is real? You know, how mm. do you know? I just love it. I, I love yeah. the mystery surrounding it, and that's why the character is my number two. Yeah, purely because that mystery around him mm. love it yeah shame she won't live but really? then again who does <laughs> too bad she won't live <laughs> then again who does it's a great line, uh, line. it's a great line and it and that and that line kind of adds to the whole the whole exactly film yeah it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's within keeping with that, the, that, those that themes. line is repeated right at the very end of the film as well when mm. the little there's a little unicorn at deckard's front mm. front door and he picks it up yeah and you just hear it in the too bad she won't live. And again, who does? Yeah. <laughs> and again, so, so we, we all die. We might as well live our fullest lives while we exactly. can. Exactly. You know, exactly. So great film. Great choice. Great film. Okay. So moving on. So this will be that was your number two. So this will be number my two. number two. Christ on a bike. Yeah. So we are going full on into the Transformers franchise. Excellent. So, um, so again, I'm I'm not picked an obvious one. I as I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've, I've kind of seen that one coming. I think I've seen uh, this one coming a little bit, but we'll get to it. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. So, uh, so I've gone for Ratchet from the Transformers franchise. Brilliant choice. Absolute so, uh, brilliant choice. Love him. Love him to bits. So obviously they've got like Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, the kind of uh, Iron High, yeah. the obvious ones that you might pick. Yeah. Now I like Ratchet because he isn't a warrior. No, he isn't a soldier. He's he's a doctor. He's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. He's a scientist. He he deals with kind of it, it, his practice is based in science, and he avoids kind of because yeah. there's a like considering the Transformers franchise is about you know robots. There's a lot of spirituality and spiritual, oh, yeah, very much so. You know, godlike beings like Unicron's basically a satanic yeah. planet. And for me, that's something that the films have not really kind of tapped into. tapped into. Maybe yeah. the, the the animated film did oh, to, yeah. to a degree love it love it i think we'll have to we'll have to do something on that oh, at absolutely. some point we'll have to I mean, do something you know if, if we weren't doing this we would probably have done that yeah definitely. um but yeah I, th- I think there's a lot of spirituality and he kind of ignores that because he's again he's a man of science yeah 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 he tries to stay and he's kind of this grizzled old kind of bitter twisted doctor 
Um, you know, he's still a good guy. You know, he's, he, but he's got his issues. Yeah. And so the way I see him is, that I can imagine he's he's seen it all before. He's yeah. seen the horrors, mm. and it's grounded him. It's yeah. like, well, I I know what all this is. Mm. I know how we can do this. Mm. You know, the right way, yeah. away from all this. You know. Because I mean, he has a like a Hippocratic oath as well. Yeah, like, definitely. And, and he's said to have like the fastest hands on Cybertron <laughs> as well. Like, and and you would have to to, yeah. to fix you know certain like because what's great about the Transformers franchise is they don't shy away from like violence because it because it's robots. Yeah, they get blown to pieces. Yeah, they get pulled apart. Optics get pulled yeah. out, and you know all sorts of yeah. stuff like that. And and they never shy away from the violence. And that's what mm. I've always quite liked as a, as a kid because they yeah. can die, they can get destroyed, they can you know they can permanently die, but they can also sort of come back. Yeah, There's, definitely. The, you've got you've got like I said, you've got all the spirit spirituality you've got primus you've mm. got you know megatronus all these kind of uh soldiers and knights of cybertron all this yeah. sort of stuff i'm not a fan of the michael bay films i'll be honest no i like the first one purely because i was like oh it's setting a good it's setting yeah. a good stepping stone yeah and then oh <sighs> it just it nosedive for me I, after I, i'll be Revenge honest of the fallen it nosedive did, you, did you see do you see bumblebee i've not but i've heard the opening 20 minutes or so are the Pretty best, the best Transformers movie yeah. you've ever seen. I, I didn't, I, I really didn't mind it. It's got, it's mm. got a nice heart. It's got a nice tone. Mm. It's a lot. It's a, there's a little bit of like Robot and Frank in there. It's kind of yeah. there's, there's friendships and stuff. And yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. There's and plus you get to see like humans get liquefied. Okay, cool. But in in a, like a PG thirteen film, they just go <laughs> and they just turn to like this clear liquid when they get blown. Brilliant. Up. Um, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. A lot of jokes in there. Like there's a bit where John Cena's like, "How can we trust these guys? I They're called Decepticons." <laughs> I forgot John Cena was in that. They're literally called Decepticons. Well, he's right, though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Literally, like, oh, why would you ever take the word of a Decepticon? Yeah. Uh, and uh, the only the only thing I had an issue with is one of the characters is not Starscream, but has the colour design of Scar- Starscream. Yeah, I think I mean, you told yeah. me this before. I think, yeah, which doesn't make any I, sense I, to me. Yeah, you have Starscream in that film. If you're going to yeah. use his colours. Mm. Put fucking Starscream in the yeah. film. He's one of the greatest villains. I feel like they initially wanted to, but then he gets killed off pretty quickly. But I would say, well, change uh. change the colour scheme then. Because in the opening, all the colour schemes are correct. You see yeah. like Ravage, Soundwave, all those kind of great characters. I think Starscream disappears in the Transformers with the Michael Bay ones. Yeah, He's probably. in the first one. I think he's in the second one briefly and then if I did nothing. A, if I did a bad robots list, Starscream would have been in it's that, that voice isn't it yeah he's a... i live to serve you lord megatron, megatron! and i just love lo- i love that he's just playing by his own rules yeah like he's never like he's never loyal to anybody i love that about yeah. him but yeah he would definitely Again, have been in my top another five. character greatly done disservice to in the Michael exactly. Bay films. exactly so in the in the marvel comics in the original marvel comics because they did the original um storyline yeah. they ca- they actually created most of the backstories for the transforms and even gave like them their names so optimus yeah. prime and megatron they came from the marvel comics yeah. not from the toy line necessarily yeah definitely um, <laughs> there you go boys so and girls. At, the, at the end of the first four issues which was a mini series all the transformers are killed by shockwave <laughs> they're all of killed they are. and they are hung up headless armless their, their bodies are strung all across their base like this big horror like this big abattoir and it's it's really disturbing, like to see yeah. every single toy destroyed. <laughs> like you're like, this is a toy line, and we just killed everybody. You know, it's almost like the Transformers movie. Um, and and <laughs> we just killed everyone's dreams. And the only people that are left are Ratchet, Buster Witwicky, he's called in the in the comics. Yeah. And the head of Optimus Prime. That is it. <laughs> the head of Optimus that is literally Prime. it. And Ratchet, in the space of three or four issues. Not only finds the finds the Dinobots, yeah, resurrects them, tames them. 
makes makes a, a, a uh, alliance with Megatron to defeat Shockwave yeah. and then betrays and defeats Megatron in the Brilliant. space of these three or four issues. Without Ratchet, you wouldn't have Transformers comics. Yeah. You wouldn't have a Transformers franchise because he saved them all. You wouldn't he, have the fucking Dinobots. He brought, yeah, you wouldn't have all that and he brought them all back. And, and then not only that, later on, uh, Megatron comes back kidnaps him and forces him to perform surgery yeah. and fix things and to create traps for the Autobots. Mm-hmm. And he valiantly sacrifices himself, blows up Megatron with some bombs through it, like, and there's like a time-space portal thing. Yeah. Kills him. And and uh, and then later on, after that, after the issue after that is like Optimus Prime is like cr- almost crying. He's like, yeah. oh, Ratchet, why did you have to die? You yeah. know, he's like, he's the bones. If we're talking Star Trek, he's the bones of this franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the do- I'm Dr. a doctor, Mc- I'm not a yeah. soldier. Dr. McCoy. And- exactly. And, yeah. and, he, and he's constantly hates himself because he's not working fast enough he's not fixed enough transformers fast enough they're losing this war what can he do he's only exactly one like dr mccoy isn't he dr yeah. mccoy is like I-, I couldn't do this i will do this jim yeah and he curses himself and, and and even optimus prime says i know you've got to fix all these transformers but you've got to get take some time off you've, you you what you're wired yeah. you're totally stressed out and he's like yeah yeah um and that's after- the idea of a war veteran isn't it yeah i can save my men i've done it before well, yeah you might not be able to this time yeah exactly you can't you can't curse yourself over every single death and yeah. he does feel responsible for everybody that dies on his table yeah you know even if they are obviously they're machines and sometimes they can resurrect him in certain yeah, ways but, yeah. but the, the stakes are still important the stakes are still there and after he blows up megatron they actually get resurrected um but they're actually combined into this weird like form where they're kind of almost like a frankenstein's kind of monster they're kind of like oh, jesus they're walking around i know it's like all the transformers comics are pretty dark and twisted yeah. if you read them um they're really, really you can, if you read uh transformers classic uh idw have reprinted all the old marvel comics so you can oh, read cool. you can read that entire run it's on comiXology as well the whole thing and also they've got their more up-to-date comics like the idw yeah. uh, more than meets the eye um really good stuff and, and optimus prime is like he's having to put down his friend he has to shoot him in the face Fucking hell. and 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 ratchet ratchet slash megatron yeah. which is both of them technically he grabs optimus gun and puts it on his forehead and it's like it's pretty yeah. pretty dark and twisted <laughs> for, a, for, a for, for a little kid's comic for about I mean, a toy line why is optimus executing his own friends <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he's like he's having to kill it his best friend he's just resurrected and then he oh, comes back hell. again comes resurrected again only to knock out starscream one punch because starscream's like i'm gonna kill you for fun he's like fun this is fun for you you're a sick bastard knocks him out in one punch and they crashes the ark they're in the ark yeah. uh, the big ship and they crash it into earth again and in the uh, it's called regeneration one which was like a, a continuation of the old uh, marvel yeah. comics yeah. um he's he's a headless thing <laughs> that megatron is using to like all of earth has been destroyed by megatron yeah. at this point and ratchet is the only is the key to like is is like doomsday weapon or something yeah, yeah. and and cup has to kill ratchet again Jesus. <laughs> yeah, simon Furman, the writer keeps doing it people say do you like hate ratchet or something because you just keep killing him <laughs> <laughs> um but he's a really cool character one of the best on-screen versions of him is in transformers prime i don't know if you've seen that no, it's not. kind of the designs are based on the movie but it's more in line with like the comics and yeah, previous okay. tv shows uh he's played by jeffrey combs who plays herbert west the reanimator he's yeah. in, in a lot of star trek yeah. as well he's one of my favorite actors and he plays again plays that character to a t mm. uh, and there's a bit where he develops like a new form of energon but it comes he becomes like addicted to it like a steroid <laughs> 
and it's absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Of course, it's green because he's the reanimator. Of course, it's bright yeah, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's fantastic. And he was like, and every time someone like someone breaks something, his his line is like, "I was using that. <laughs> yeah. I needed that." He's like, "It's brilliant." Um, in the more than meets the eye franchise, he has like an evil doppelganger called Farmer, who's like another like um, I think he's an ambulance or medical type of uh, transformer. And uh, he's he creates like a, an evil like rust virus that starts infecting all the transformers. <laughs> and what's and what's even more disturbing about that is he later on he challenges him to like a surgery off, if yeah. you will. So there's two transformers and he cuts them in half. Farmer cuts them in half with a chainsaw. And he says, right, if you can be if you can fix your transformer, I'll let you go, or I'll you know you can do whatever you want or I'll let you do what you... and he goes but I've got to cut them in half and he's like right fine I agree to it but then Farmer cuts the Transformer directly down the middle oh Jesus <laughs> Christ and it's really violent and crazy it's brilliant and he and eventually like Ratchet's like well I, I can't save him so he transforms the body of that dead Autobot into a weapon and shoots Farmer with it brilliant fantastic great character <laughs> love him to bits check him out all that more than meets the eye the original marvel comic in transformers classics and transformers prime those are the best versions of ratchet you can find uh great Wonderful. transformer and you know it turns into an ambulance you know transformer a, turns into an ambulance that was a great one i loved it absolutely <laughs> loved it absolutely loved it so let's go on we're we're running close to time but uh, i think we can we can mash on what was yes, your number two one you said your number one it is my number one number one absolutely surprising no one yeah. at all across the entire universe go on. the terminators yes i now, thought you, i thought you were gonna go with megatron now here is a good one for you okay so i can't pick between the t1000 of Robert Patrick or yeah. Arnie okay. T-800. Yeah. But as as brilliant as Arnie is as an evil Terminator, mm-hmm. he sets the entire franchise up. I think he's better as being the good Terminator. Yeah, arguably, yeah. I think Robert Patrick as the T-1000, especially in the director's cut of yeah. Terminator 2, is utterly fantastic. Mm. The characterization he makes for that, that creature, the liquid Terminator, mm. is just inch perfect. Absolutely inch perfect. He's terrifying. He's quick. Mm. He's vicious. He can create things out of like weapons out of nothing. He's got some cracking lines in it. Some cracking visual moments. Some really really amazing individual character flares. Like when he's I don't he's in the middle of shop. It's first time Arnie and the the T one thousand face each other in the shop. You know the Mm. whole famous rose dropping scene where Arnie's got the shotgun in the rose box. He throws Arnie through a window and he's walking past. He looks at a mannequin mm. that's silver. Yeah. And he looks at it and goes, it's sort of like got like a really quizzical look on his face. <laughs> no reason for that to be in there. Yeah. Genius though. Mm. Because it's like there's, there's, there's an air of sort of like... Learning, yeah, understanding. Yeah, learning, understanding yeah. and quizzical nature about mm. him. He's like, what, what is that? Is that mm. me? No. Yeah. Is that another one of my kind? On. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. Arnie was great in the first Terminator as being that relentless unforgiving machine with no clear emotional drive no. at all but there's a there's little flecks of emotion in robert patrick's t1000 yeah and i fucking love it <laughs> absolutely love it i think the terminator 2 is the better film of the two yeah it's obviously yeah. more yeah. action based on whatever mm. me being more more, char- more character yeah. as well exactly yeah, more and i think stuff. that's what drives this villain mm. as well everything is amped up mm. to a hundred what they did with the first Terminator, mm. they doubled down and increased tenfold. Yeah, yeah. And Robert Patrick plays it perfectly. Grows it grows the universe in an organic way as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very very. It sounds strange, but it's it's so human and yet completely alien as well. I just mm. I just love it. I find it really hard to sort of like explain mm. 
why I feel the way I do because obviously mm. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger he's my, one of my favourite actors mm. I love all of his films but I just love the way Robert Patrick is in this film mm. I love the T-1000 he's, he is fan- it's, it's fantastic yeah. like he's not I don't think he's like that's that's his claim to fame now I don't, I, and, and no matter what you see yeah. him in for better or worse yeah. apart from the fact that Die Hard 2 <laughs> oh he's in Die Hard 2 he's, he's hey buddy what do I look like to you like a sitting duck <laughs> <laughs> Love it's it. a great line. A great oh line. yes, Robert Patrick's in Die Hard Two for a brief moment. That's his, that's fantastic. his that's his saving glory in that film. Yeah, that's the, that's I love the it. Hail Mary. Um, but it's yeah. just it's all the little it's all the little things he does because obviously he's very lean. Mm. It's all about speed and precision with Robert mm. Patrick. So everything he does is perfectly timed, and the threat level of that Terminator because obviously Sarah Connor doesn't have any idea what yeah, it is yeah. either. Even though she's seen a Terminator before, mm. she's still dealing with everything in the past. If she sees mm. something so, you know, unlike anything she's ever seen before as well, mm. or thought possible, mm. like the terror is is thread through oh, yeah. every moment of it. When it, when he starts running, oh, oh fucking oh hell. Yeah. As that, soon as he starts running, it's brilliant. Just, you're like, oh my God, he's fast. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody run like no. that, and I don't think you ever will again, no, unless it's, it's they're very, imitating that. I mean, it's, 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 obviously, it's obviously great acting. It's great... You know, he obviously did clearly a lot of work. Yeah, you know, characterization. Yeah, yeah, characterization, choreographing how to run. It mm. sounds bizarre, but they will have done. Yeah, of course they People will. People say, James Cameron How does gone, he move? How does he move? Yeah. How does he run? Mm. How does a machine run? Obviously, mm. Ron Patrick's, you know, it must be very angular. Yeah. And it is really angular. It's yeah, terrifying. It's angular. Well, I mean, the the idea that he doesn't clench his fists yeah. kind of leads to me thinking that, you know, because he, he turns his arms yeah. into like blades. So he's he's almost like he's yeah. cutting through the air mm. as he's getting forward. And you're like, and when he runs and, you know, yeah. he, he can jump as well. You know, he's not, he's, yeah. he's like very agile for the, this liquid metal kind of helps as well. And, it, yeah. and you know, I, and I don't think they've, imp- the further films have not improved on the Terminator exactly design no. or what they can do. Well, that's it. That was the, the that T-1000 was the peak. is the pinnacle. Obviously everybody goes to the T-800 as mm. the, you know, the, classic, the base, yeah. which is, you know, perfectly yeah. fine. The, mm. the, the original Terminators are still terrifying. Yeah. But it's the evolution with or without of that skin, idea. You know, yeah. With or without skin, exactly. they're terrifying. It's the evolution of that idea. Yeah. They have thoughts mm. ahead, mm, yeah. So that's yeah. why I absolutely love it. I, lo- I love, I love Terminator. I think the Terminator franchise is fantastic. You'll, you'll quite like that. Me and Dennis are going to be looking at a very prestigious comic book called RoboCop versus Terminator. I think, wow. I think that one you will like to have a have a look at because it is an amazing bit. RoboCop versus written by Frank Miller and drawn by Walter Simonson. Of course, it's done by Frank. Of course, <laughs> I, think, I, I genuinely think it was the last good thing he did. Yeah, ninety three, I think it was something Jesus. like that. Ninety four. Uh, that's a that's a long time coming, Frank. So <laughs> maybe do something else that's good now, yeah, please. Please not, do not being weird anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think I, it kind of I, I, what I like about the Terminator as well is is like I love that sci fi is always about something. It's never just yeah, kill a robot or you know killer alien you know you know alien is about you know the fear of like the male rape uh, and yeah. male pregnancy yeah. um you know that's all ingrained in that there's, there's so many it's peppered throughout yeah. um and like you know and terminator for me is about you know abortions he's a he's an abortion machine mm. you know what i mean he's he's called the terminator to terminate a pregnancy obviously she's not yeah. pregnant at this point but that's basically yeah, but what that's he like, is yeah, it's and, a great and, taboo isn't it and yeah. there's that in, in, in obviously in american still now in ireland oh, it's yeah. still you know controversial you know in religious groups it's very much a no-no yeah um you know that whole idea and it's the fear of that yeah. as well and i always found that really fascinating about initial about that initial film anyway mm. obviously by terminator 2 as a child anyway so it's kind of yeah. not, it's kind of too late 
right in some respect but yeah and obviously the terminator franchise since then has not really you know terminator 3 i actually think has a very strong ending yes it I does think that's the it's best thing the rest about of the it film doesn't yeah. doesn't lend itself to the ending but i think i think on reflection of the terminator films we've had since it has it's a better one yeah unbelievably <laughs> so who would have thought yeah you know talk to the hand and all that and the yeah. glasses and, and all sorts that's of it's not really the that growing the, film, the growing breasts and all that you know yeah again character isn't it i mean yeah exactly some, but, something about it absolutely but um yeah so uh so yeah that was no that was a good choice i think a lot of people would agree with you for number mm. one i think terminator is such a big character. It's, culture. it's cultural, yeah, it's, isn't it? It's a, it's a cultural thing. If you now. mention Terminator, everyone knows what you're talking yeah, exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. Every single exactly. person. I think know. it is just down to personal taste. I mean, like yeah. I said, as much as I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. just the individual moments yeah. in Terminator 2, because Arnold Schwarzenegger is better in Terminator 2. Yeah, he is. He's a much better he character actor in that film. Yeah. So well, he's, he's improved so much, and he's yeah. come on as an actor. Yeah, you know, he's he's got a better understanding of English and that, and yeah, and Cameron does has improved massively. Everybody, everyone just yeah, jumps exactly. ten levels. I mean, like bloody technology to yeah. create the liquid terminate was there was unheard yeah. of. Yeah. So everything just pulls in favor yeah. of that film. Of that film, and I think the I think the franchise, I like the character, I like the idea of it. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. I, I, I often like going back to the kind of like the comic books and seeing where they've gone yeah. with the a lot of the ideas. Mm. Uh, the alien the alien comic books are amazing. I highly recommend yeah. those. I think those the, old the, ones. the alien franchise beyond sort of the films mm. has fared better really hasn't it yeah yeah for the most for the most part yeah for the, yeah. Uh, this is it for yeah. the most part isn't it? yeah I mean, there's, there's still there's, a lot of tribe out but there but again it's again cameron was involved in both cameron you know had both like superior sequels as well yeah De- so, yeah you know, definitely arguably yeah. superior to alien but aliens are very different films so yeah they're not necessarily you can't really compare them that well um because they're so different mm. while still being within the same franchise it's like comparing New Hope and Rogue One. You wouldn't be able to compare them well, really. Yeah, because one's a war movie and one's a... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're still within the same world, but they're very different stories and very different genres within that world. Definitely. You know, and Definitely. Even, even the Marvel movies for, you know, you know, they're still superhero movies, but they are very much, you know, they're different different genres yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. so, yeah. Fantastic. Great, great choice. So Thank this you. is This is my number Thank one. You. It's my number one. Cool, let's have it, baby. So here we go. Are you here ready go. for this? I'm ready. We're now, here at the end. I was thinking, right, good robots. Who has done the most good? Ah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Who has done the most good? How how can I find the the goodest of the good? You know, the the person who has done the goodest boy of the room. Exactly, the goodest goodest boy. Who is who is the best? And I started thinking about this. I also thought starting thinking about unappreciated characters mm-hmm. and unknown characters, or you know. So so this character is from Marvel Comics. Okay, so he's and he's one of the first Marvel superheroes. Ever probably the second, so he oh, okay. in fact he was on the cover of the very first Marvel comic, Marvel Comics number one. Why do I have no idea who this is? So he also, for facts and figures, he was also involved in the first superhero battle between two, two superheroes back in the 1930s. He also flew a full year before Superman ever flew. So, I have no idea who this is. So so he is. You are surprising me here right oh, now. Oh, this is a di- this you is di- son of a bitch. Digging deep. I'm digging deep. <laughs> you are digging this deep. This is. Jim Hammond, the original android human torch. My God. Yeah, that's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. That is. Um, I chose him because when I was thinking about people that have done the most good, obviously 
you know, those facts alone, like, you know, he was the one of the, he was also one of the first characters to ever headline his own book. So wow. Batman and Superman were still detective comics and action comics at this yeah, point. They were for so a long the Human, time, Tor- they? Yeah. Human Torch and Submariner had their own books. Even wow. Captain America had his own book, you know, way before these guys broke yeah, off into yeah, their yeah. own thing. They were they were headliners. They were they were a big deal back in the thirties and forties. You know, they were, they were huge. They were before Captain Marvel flew. Before you know, you know, these characters were flying and back because he had. To, I think he started. He sort of started to walk on on air a little bit or hovered, yeah, yeah, yeah. but never really flew until he met the Submariner, who was the first character who could fly because he had wings on his feet. Yeah. So he was the first character to dive and fly. Mm. Um, but I did I did do the research. I got Marvel Unlimited, so I could go back and check yeah, literally yeah, yeah. his every one of his appearances. Um, but yeah, he did fly full year before Superman ever did wow, so that's a, that's a big that's a big deal um, he wasn't involved in the first team up that no. was I think that was the shield and somebody else some lesser known characters yeah, uh, yeah they were the first time they met but that first ever massive brawl if you've read Marvels which I highly recommend if you really if you want to read more about the human torch uh, Marvels and the Marvels project really really good kind of talks about the beginnings of the Marvel universe yeah. from a modern perspective uh, and, and it kind of describe him as this Frankenstein's monster so he's he's created to be the first ever android by Phineas T. Horton I believe he's called um, <laughs> what a name. And Phineas T. Horton um, <laughs> so he create. he's actually there's a cameo of him in the first Captain America film if you look in the when you go to the Stark Expo the very first Stark yes, Expo yes 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 there see is him, he's in a glass tube yeah, he's, he's called the synthetic man because they didn't have the rights to the human torch yeah. so we can call him that and he's in the red suit I remember, I remember seeing that being pointed out this is actually human torch yeah. and I was like what yeah <laughs> that's crazy and it's it's cool but they couldn't yeah they couldn't technically call yeah, him yeah. human torch but that's who he was yeah he starts off he's in this glass tube and he's this first android he's first fully functioning android but when he's exposed to oxygen he catches a light but he's not burning as in like he's not deteriorating his, his skin is just on fire yeah. he just combusts and straight away, he sets up these these parallels that Marvel Comics had about the fear of the unknown and, and the yeah. way the, the humans would react to something like this. Mm. So straight away, they're like, oh, that's a freak. That's a freak. Destroy him. He's going to kill everybody. And it's like, no, no, no. It's just uh, it's just on fire. It's not going to harm anybody. It's like, yeah. no, no. Get him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. It's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And they, they basically bury him in concrete in this kind of iron lung sort of thing. And what... what uh, Phineas T. Horton uh, does is he puts um, recordings of information yeah. about the world um, and plays it to him while he's basically asleep. So he kind of in- so he imbibes, so he can learn while yeah. he's still there. And there's a crack in the uh, in the concrete, yeah, and that lets a little bit of oxygen in. And then he bursts into flame and bursts out, and he's he's running through the city and it's catching fire. And he he doesn't understand what this is. He doesn't yeah. understand what he is, who he is. He gets the gist of what's going on in the world and what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he leaves these massive flaming footprints throughout the streets of New York. You know, it's this mass panic going on. Um, and eventually, he kind of gets control over his powers. He can you know can fly, throw fireballs. Yeah, yeah. And one of the first things he does, he goes, "I want to join the police." <laughs> <laughs> so he walks up and he's like, um, "How do I join the police?" Um, it's fantastic in my research I realised he had this very weird power in his early appearances and he would yell at fires to make them go out he would just yell at them stop it (laughs) he'd just be like and it wasn't it's not even like it's not even like shouting he'd just be like yeah and that would be his power. And, it'd be like, and he's, he's fighting this other guy that's a fi- that's you know flaming. He's like, if that was a real fire, my yelling power would have t- would have turned it off. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, that's a strange odd power yelling you have. Power. Just yelling power Brilliant. to put, to put out flames. 
Sure. <laughs> he uses it a few times. Um, bizarre, but great. But yeah, he he becomes a, and then that leads him to meeting the Submariner and fighting the Submariner. And they obviously there's this the fire water thing, and they have a yeah, few more yeah, battles yeah. and things. The Submariner was the first anti-hero, but the, the Human Torch was the first like proper hero. Yeah, yeah. And and again, he's called the Human Torch, but he's an android, and yeah. he and he's like he is like the goodest of the good guys. And me talking about, you know, obviously comics at that time get involved in the war. They start fighting Nazis yeah, and yeah, Japanese and all that sort of stuff. Like Captain America, the first issue of Captain America was published before America were even in the war. Yeah. Which was con- really controversial because they were like promoting pro-war yeah, yeah. at the time. And some of the, you know, they had the Bund Society in America who were like American Nazis as well. Yeah. So you had a lot of people kicking off and threatening Jack Kirby to beat him up and kill him and stuff like that. <laughs> Jesus so it's Christ. quite a fiery time. <laughs> Uh, with all this happening and going on um so retroactively what they did was they actually made the human torch at the end of the war he finds hitler okay (laughs) he finds him in his bunker so so along with real life he finds him in his bunker uh and hitler's about to set off a bomb and and shoot someone and the the human torch is forced to burn hitler alive He kills Hitler. So if we're talking about good robots, right. we're talking about good robots. He is you very any, good. You can't get any better than that, really. The can you? killing Hitler. Um, you know, and there's another comic. Good was, boy. Yeah, very good boy. There's another comic where I read recently, and he was like, someone was like going, saying, "We're going to shoot your friend." He was like, um, "If you shoot your friend, I'm going to give you cancer." <laughs> and I was like, "Shit, you can control. I can control radiation, so I can just give you cancer if I want. I don't have to burn you. I can just give you okay, cancer." He's like, "Oh, okay." Um, so, sure. So there's that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but he's um, he's sacrificed his life so many times. A duplicate of his body was create was used for the creation of the Vision. So initially, his body was used as Why? the Vision's okay. body. Okay. Um, Ultron That's stole it, it yeah. and forced forced Horton to work on it and rework it and, yeah. and change his face and his body and <clears throat> wipe his mind and everything. Um, he fo- and, and it inspired the human, t- the Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, to take on that yeah. mantle because he was such a great hero in the forties and thirties. Oh, see, oh, this is what the problem I have with like all the, the rights separation he had all yeah. these years ago. It's, it mean, ruins it. Ruins hell. it. You can't have Kang the Conqueror because he's related to Reed Richards, so the Avengers yeah. can't use him as a villain. There's all this complication. This is why I've still got I've still got hope that they that Marvel can we'll sort it out. Yeah, can get some really good sort of like connective Oh I'm sure they will. I'm sure they some will. Some connective things. Like make that character happen. Do it. Just get do it, it out there. Get Just the androids. Get all the androids out there. But there's a there's a great character that he helps create, a female character called Spitfire, who's the daughter of the original Union Jack. He gives her a blood transfusion. Brilliant. Uh, and it causes her to kind of uh, develop super speed. Yeah. And she becomes a big UK based hero. She's in uh Captain Britain MI thirteen. She's in um Give me Invaders. Captain Britain. Give me Captain Britain. Give me Union Jack. <laughs> um yeah, constantly sacrificing his life. There was a training facility during Civil War that was named after him uh, because of his heroic sacrifices yeah camp hammond yeah um, my god it all makes sense um he was resurrected in the in the pages of the west coast avengers in the 80s um he, he's been part of that he's been part of the secret avengers heroes for hire invaders um shield he's been a member of shield he was even like the carer for the fantastic Four's yeah. kids for a while because they were kind of on the run and you know uh, ign in fact named him 28th in the top 50 avengers as well wow um and you know that's that's him to a T. Um, yeah. If you really want to read about his his characters, anything with the invaders in, he's he's always in. Yeah. So check check anything with that out. Marvel pro the Marvel project or Marvel's project and Marvels by mm. Alex Ross and Kurt Busiek is one of the best Marvel yeah. comics out there, and it gives you a, 
a kind of really good um, modern perspective on like a human eye on what happens and how yeah. it affects people. There's a photographer called Phil Sheldon who's afraid and he gets injured and almost dies in, while taking all these photographs. And, and he has a, a human eye, human perspective on Marvel events that we've read from yeah. a hero's perspective, but not from a human perspective. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and the artwork is photorealistic, so it looks amazing. We read Kingdom Come. I have, yes. So same art style. Yeah. Same art style, around about the same time yeah. as well. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, so, so good. Um, they, they've, that, I think they've re-released it. I think they called it Marvel's Annotated or anna- yeah. uh, something recently. And there's some new covers and new behind-the-scenes information. Mm-hmm. And they reference specific comics and even and specific panels yeah. and stuff. Um, but yes, so so the man who killed Hitler uh, makes, makes my number one. <laughs> If you're listening, Kevin Feige, get this character in a project. Yeah. God damn it. Just get him in there. Sounds we, amazing. Because we, cause we just, you know, we don't even know what happened to Hitler, technically, do we, in the Marvel oh, well, Universe? Well, no, exactly. It, so. it could, it, anything could have happened. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, in the if I'm, I'm right in saying that you got his body was burnt, wasn't it? So there was no... <sighs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. Uh, yeah, in real Histori- life. Historically, Historically, in real life, he apparently shot himself. Shot himself, and then, and then they burned his, the body. Yeah, his, his commanders burned yeah. the body so that they couldn't parade it. So it kind of, it kind of, it, purely it, so the Allies yeah. didn't parade it. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, chop it up or yeah. anything. Um, but yeah, so it kind of could, could, kind of sort of falls in line with the real history of yeah. Of World yeah, War II, I guess it does. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> somewhat. I mean, it's not like DC Comics where. Because the, the argument with DC Comics was like, why didn't Superman just fly in and grab Hitler? And he's like, mm. well, I've got the Spear of Destiny, which creates a protective force field around all of Germany. Yeah. That's a bit. I was a bit like, eh, it's a bit shit of a yeah, reason. Tapping into cultism, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, mm, little okay. bit crap. Little bit crap. <laughs> uh, but that's our five. Um, so Excellent. do you have any... Uh, we've run over a little bit, but I'm going to split it into two. Ah, uh, well, yes, I was thinking that, because yeah. we have run over We have run over, but I, I don't gonna mind. have to do some genius editing. Genius editing, and uh, as long as it's good shit, I don't mind splitting but, it into two. Yeah, I mean. Pe- people will listen. Let's hope it was good anyway. Um, <laughs> so have you got any honourable mentions for your evil robots? Have I? <laughs> have I ever? I do. Go on. I have a few. I've got six. Okay, I've got a bit more than six. But oh, go well, cool. Go for it. Do you want me to lay them all out for yeah. you? Yeah, you can talk about them individually. So, or... seen as with... Well, we're gonna, we're we've got time. We've got time. Um, so, in no particular order at all. Yeah. Uh, the first one I, I thought of was mm. the gunslinger from Westworld. Nice. Yul Brynner. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, I think a I'll lot be- of these. A lot of these. I think I've said. I said that phrase a lot, haven't yeah. I? fucking terrifying fucking ter- but they but are that's it yeah that's the whole yeah. idea of an evil robot exactly. you want it to be fucking terrifying I mean an unstoppable killing machine his motivations are purely based on code yeah there's literally nothing else to it it's just code mm. and then everything's going wrong that's it that's it that's basically it but yeah. it's, again it's just relentless isn't but, it it's just relentless that, and unwavering that small idea is is you know I've not watched any of Westworld the series mm. but that is that one little idea has sprung massively into that yeah. huge series and very popular series as well yeah well either, even, even like the basics for Jurassic Park, you know. Yeah. A theme park goes wrong. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. You know, that's it. You know, so just dead simply. Yeah. Utterly terrifying. The my grandma, yeah. uh, my Inspir- grandma put it on for me and made me watch it. I was like, I don't like it. Yeah. Especially when his face comes off. Oh, like, God, oh yeah. God. It's the silvery eyes. For yeah. Me. It's the, those weird silvery yeah. eyes. But he's also the basis for like for like um, Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the basis for that, and even the Terminator. Yeah, even the Terminator. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a very influential entry. So definitely, that's a good honourable mention. Yeah, definitely. Any others? So um, again, it's a little bit of a cheat one because it's honourable mention. Who cares? Yeah, Agent Smith. The Matrix. Yeah, he's a sentient program, isn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, I. I it's was... not. It is kind of cheating. It's probably yeah. the biggest cheat on all. Maybe. That's why it's only an honourable mentions. But, but I mean, I mean, it could be one of the Sentinel drones, couldn't he? If he wanted yeah. to be, it could just yeah. be shoved into that. But Hugo Weaving is just great. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's great. I mean, you could include like Tron. 
like tr- all the characters oh, yeah, in Tron exactly. could be, yeah, exactly. you know, sentient programs. Yeah. Who is my maker? Who is my maker? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but I just love it. I just love Hugo Weaving in that yeah. film. I think he's Fantastic. Ed two oh nine. Yes. Uh, voiced by John Davison, uh, okay. Paul Verhoeven's long-term producer. Oh, really? So there's a little bit of a connection there between the two. I didn't know this. Just, Tell yeah. me, please. No, that's just it. That's just, he's just a producing partner, and obviously they mm. wanted to put a voice onto it. So literally, and he only says a few lines. He? Yeah. You have five seconds to comply. Yeah. You know, it's dead simple things like that. Yeah. But that that robot. Yeah. So much. <laughs> just ca- so much. So much character. I, I don't have it. anything in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, it's one of the best scenes. My favorite line in that scene is, is there's a big there's a big gap after he gets shot. There's a big silence. Yeah. Uh, Bob Morton goes, "Does someone want to call a goddamn paramedic?" <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly dead. <laughs> so brilliant. But I just love it. Like it's the ridiculous nature of it. Oh yeah. I just. Oh, it, I think Ed two and I probably would have made like yeah. this. I think. I call it ED two or nine. Yeah. I, I can't say Ed. I can't call it Ed two or nine. Ed two or nine. No, that's a good one. That's a really uh, good one. Ava from Ex Machina. Good shout. Vikander. Good shout. Yeah. Uh, so it's. I could have gone. I could have gone this either in way. Top five. Could have gone either way. Could have well. had yeah. it. That film she's played is a very sympathetic character. Yeah. Right up until the last twenty minutes. Yeah. When she flips the entire story, the whole narrative, yeah. And the crux of that is when she locks um, Domo Gleason in that room yeah. and he can't get out. Yeah. And she just leaves. Mm. I'm like, fucking hell, he's going to die in there. He's literally going to die and, in that room. And I think that's kind of one. Brilliant. I think that's one where you could, if you wanted to, you could kind of place her in a good. Yes, exactly. On like the good a, side of robots, yeah. yeah. As like, a, you know, like an anti hero kind of mm. thing. Because it doesn't really. Obviously, it's it's a one it's a one shot film. There's not going to be any sequel no. or anything. Hope there isn't. Yeah. There was rumours mm. about a sequel, but I don't think yeah. they're ever going to do it, and nah. rightly so, because it is literally it leaves everything open at the end, and you go, yeah. "Wow, I didn't mm. see that coming. Yeah, Where yeah. could it go?" Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's the pure brutality of just going, "Well, you're in that room now. Good mm. luck," and you can't get out, and you never will get out. <laughs> I was just like. That's horrible. No. That's horrible. That's yeah. literally you, you've been buried alive, Shit. essentially. Mm. So yeah, Megatron. Yeah, of course. That's what but, I, I swore that was going to be your number one. Did you? you yeah, thought it was gonna I be really one. thought that was going to be wow. your number one. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to disappoint. Sorry. But Frank Welker has what? to be Frank Welker. What a legend. I liked Hugo Weaving yeah. for what he did. A lot of the effects voice. on it though, wasn't there? Yeah, a lot of effects. It wasn't really Hugo Weaving, whereas Frank Welker was yeah. just it was just him. That's him. Well, they, I mean, they brought him back for Soundwave. Yeah. For the because they were like nobody else can do this. Yeah, exactly. Nobody Same with the guy, the guy they brought back for Starscream as well. Yeah, and they couldn't. You know, they, they had to bring back you know Optimus yeah. Prime. Um, yeah, well they brought back Peter the guy Cullen, who did the Peter voice Cullen. of Bumblebee, but because every yeah at the end of the first Transformers film he gets his voice back and that's him. You know, I think I think. But that, then like, yeah, go on. Then they got rid of it because everyone was like, oh no, we liked it how he couldn't talk. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Fuck off, Michael Bay. Well, they do. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they do the exact same thing in the new Bumblebee movie. He gets, gets oh, damaged and that's straight away. I don't yeah. like it. I mean, I, I get what, <sighs> I get it's entertaining and he's talking through, he's referencing loads of music and different things. Yeah. But yeah, it's not, it's not it my... It worked for the first film. It's not my Bumblebee. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're going to... Yeah, if you want to go that way. that fanboy route. Yeah. And then finally, Ultron. Yes. James Spader. Fantastic choice. Yeah, the film didn't really hit that well. Mm. It still made a ton of money, but yeah. James Spader's I, I mean, characterization. I, I, I mean, I like, I like it. You know, yeah. there's certain elements I don't like about it, but I, I think a lot of people are quite harsh on it. Yeah, I, I do as well. I think, I think they're too harsh on it. Because essentially, he's just, he's just a petulant child. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay, compared to Loki, who was very resolute and yeah. direct in what he wanted to mm. do, you know, he had a clear idea. Yeah. You know, of course, he's being controlled by some higher being, mm. but it's still Loki's idea to invade the Earth. Yeah. You know, and win the Earth for Thanos. Mm. Ultron is, you know, 
it's literally like yeah. I'm a lost child, but mm. I know I know what it's I the, can do to yeah. get what this you know. It's I basically get. the kind of Oedipal complex yeah, yeah, in a exactly, robot, yeah. and that, I think that's one of his more interesting yeah. things is the more human elements he has. Yeah. In the comics, he's off. He's based off a human brain pattern. Yeah. He's based off Hank Pym, who has several you know mental yeah, disorders yeah, yeah. going on. That's why he's so unstable. Yeah. So putting those those you know baseline you know brain waves well, onto yeah, a it was robot always, it was, always was also be, not yeah. a good fucking idea. No. Um, and then he he tries uh, in. I talk about Ultron. I seem to talk about Ultron quite a lot. Uh, Ultron Unlimited is my favorite storyline yeah. with him in, and he basically he has loads of drones and versions of himself, mm. but there's no individuality. It's just yeah. like a hive mind. It's like the Borg. He yeah. wants the individuality because he's gonna. He wants a family, yeah. so he kidnaps all of his family, quote unquote mm. family. So Wonder Man, Grim Reaper, yeah. Scarlet Witch, Vision, and all of his relatives. Um, and he try he copies their brainwaves and he's going to implant them yeah. on new ones and then he's going to combine a lot of them to make new mm. new brainwaves and new you know iterations yeah, yeah. of the Ultron family, um, mm. which I found really fascinating. Uh, and it's he's just a great villain. He's just like yeah. you said. I think robots do make great villains, like the Sentinels. They yeah. they they don't. The there's no there's no there's no like uh, like Carl Reese says. There's no there's no bartering with the Terminator. No. There's no there is no way he absolutely will not stop until you are dead. And yeah. most of these robots are the same. Like yeah. the whole idea, they were just this is what I've decided on. This is what I'm programmed to do. Yeah. Nothing changes my mind. Mm. It's this and they're you know they're metal. They're you know they're indestructible in so many forms but you know it's that it's that human like you know it's that mechanized might versus human you know yeah. the human might ingenuity, and, some, yeah. ingenuity and, and you know and there was a lot of like even in the 30s there was a lot of movement against being mechanized and robots coming and, yeah I mean, or, and even rea- now it was a reaction to the first world war wasn't it because yeah. they were mechanized so exponentially and so quickly people were unsure they were terrified yeah yeah and because literally went from horseback to tanks yeah. in less than four years. We had the fact, yeah, we had the factories, and yeah. then we're doing different things. But there's a lot of mechanized help, even, and even yeah. now, the, the, even my work said that they had an announcement going, "The robots are coming." I, yeah. I shit you not, that was the their video. Really, the robots are coming. Yeah, so we have to change the ways our ways of working. They literally said that. I was like, what the fuck. I was like, fucking hell. Okay. I won't, again, <laughs> won't say you will work for, but that, yeah. that was their that was <laughs> their video. And I was like, that's kind of terrifying in that a is. weird way, kind of putting me out of a job. But the, but Jesus. no, we don't want to put you out of a job. We want to work in a different way. But I was like, that the way the way she said it was like it was almost like yeah, some sort coming of coming here to replace th- you. It was almost like a propaganda piece. It was really Jesus. weird. But um, so bizarre. <laughs> It was I'm, really I'm odd. really quite busy. Knowing I know who you work for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, that that really does surprise me. Doesn't that. smack of of who I work. Never for, get anything does it? like that in my line of work. No, exactly. Although I don't know, I probably prefer you never it, know. Actually, you never know. <laughs> Somebody please make robots so I don't have to do it anymore. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that was an excellent choice. Any other uh, honourable mentions? No, that's it for me. Oh, yeah. I think there are so many out there, though. I yeah, could, I could, you could literally go on for hours and hours. We've gone on for quite a long time. Yeah, already, exactly. To be fair. But it's good but, stuff. It's all good yeah. stuff. Um, so there you go. I'll, list mine. My, I'll list mine uh, very quickly. So this, these guys came very close to being on my list. It's Huey, Dewey, and Louie from Silent Running. <laughs> um, yes. Lovely... I thought you were going to say Ducktales, and I was like, "Hang on, they're not Wait robots; they're ducks." No. No, or, or I think they're called like un- Drone One, Drone Two, and Drone yeah. Three. But then he names them. Yeah. Um, and and there's a lot of character to them as well. They're really quite fascinating. And, and again, the message is quite you know quite even though it's like thirty year old film or something forty yeah. year old film. You know, the the message is still quite relevant. You know, he's looking after the the final gardens of Earth, the final yeah, forests yeah. of Earth, and they go, "No, nah, too it's too it costs too much money. Just jettison them and blow them up." 
and he, and he he actually killed the guy kills to to save these forests and all he's got left are these robots and he teaches them how to play poker and Jesus and in fact the people that paid the robot were amputees so they, really? had, they had no legs but they had arms so so what that's why they walk around like this bloody hell so that's why there's so much character to them and 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 when one of the one of them dies one of them gets like thrown into space and and you're like oh fuck <laughs> Fuck, the little, the little cute, <laughs> the little, cute little robot's gone. <laughs> the little robot's dead. Yeah, and he's like, and it was like, you better, you know, watch yourself. And it's, you know, it's quite, it's quite a, it's quite intense. The, there is a bit though where he's like, he's, he, the forest is dying in the film, and he can't Ugh. figure out what it is. Yeah, and he's like this botanist and this, you know, scientist, and eventually realizes they're not getting enough sun. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're a botanist, <laughs> and you don't realise that the plants aren't getting enough sun. That's the that, last yeah. thing you fuck... Because you, you see him looking through all these books, and I'm like, this is a bit bullshit. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, the film was really good, and I really enjoyed it. I can honestly it. say I've never watched that film. No. I think you might, I think you might dig it. I think yeah. you might dig it. I'd give it, I'd give it a go. Um, but yeah. I've heard it referenced so many times. Yeah. Check it out. It's, I think I think it's on... It might be on Amazon Prime. I think it was. I'll have a look. But see, see if it's there. But if not, yeah. I do recommend seeing it. So I've got... I, I was going to include a lot of comic book robots, but I've tried to limit that a little yeah. bit. Um, Danger from Marvel Comics. So so Danger is the embodiment, uh, the physical embodiment of the Danger Room from X-Men. Uh, basically, uh, every time, obviously, every time the mansion gets attacked and blown up, they have to yeah. date the danger room. They get Shi'ar technology, so the bird aliens, um, the Empire from yeah. from uh, Marvel Comics. They use a lot of their holographic and hard light technology, and eventually, it evolved and gained sentience. But Professor X obviously needs to train his X Men. He ignored her. <laughs> like, okay. didn't give a fuck just ignored her and ignored yeah. her and just and she slowly kind of evolved and was like hello is anyone there and he's like nah too busy training my X-Men you're gonna try and kill him and eventually she she breaks out and starts trying to kill Professor X and the X-Men uh, <laughs> it's a great it's a great little I think the storyline is called Danger as well it's on in the Astonishing X-Men by, yeah. by Joss Whedon actually Joss Whedon wrote oh. it um, so it's really really good storyline and eventually she does uh, join the X-Men and tries yeah. to understand what you know being human is uh, basically to evolve uh, we've got uh, Chappie of course Chappie. Chappie Jesus yeah I, li- I like I really enjoyed Chappie I know a lot of people didn't but I, I thought it was it's it, okay yeah I thought it was the best it was like it was kind of like Robocop meets a short circuit yeah kind yeah, of yeah definitely yeah I thought Hugh Jackman was, really was, was a good villain as well um, yeah I really enjoyed it, so give that give that one a look. Um, Eva from Wally. Or ah, I love you for mentioning that. Yeah, Eva yeah. from Wally. Um, I didn't want to mention Wally because I thought it was too obvious, but yeah. I, th- I think Ava is pretty cool, and obviously she's got more. I'd, I'd argue she's got more agency than Wally does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Things just kind of happen to Wally a little bit, but <laughs> uh, but I love Wally. I, will, I love Wally just as much, but I just thought it was a bit too obvious to mention. Yeah. Um, Jinx from Space Camp. Um, I, I watched recently is uh, it, it is it is available on YouTube in, in, in its entirety in HD if you want to watch it. Um, Excellent. It's it's Jinx is actually played by Frank Welker as well, and uh, he basically caught he gets reprogrammed. And he starts like hey hey dude and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, River oh, uh, not River Welker, was it? Um, it's Joaquin Phoenix's first film as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's called Leaf. Leaf Phoenix, I think he's called. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it, yeah cause it, subsequent DVD releases have put like the first appearance yeah, yeah. of Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, but it's got uh, Kate Capshaw from Temple of Dooms in it. She's yeah. fantastic in it. Kelly Preston and Lee Thompson from Back to the Future is in it. A good cast. Uh, Tom Skerritt from Top Gun. Same year that that came out. <laughs> it was in Top Gun. Um, it didn't do very well at the box office. I was because... just going to say. Yeah. I, I think it flew massively. 
under the radar, didn't it? Because of the Challenger explosion. Fuck, yeah. of course. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big tragedy and they, they bounced it back and, and the director thought it will still do well because oh, obviously... Jesus, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Because basically the whole idea of, of them is Jinx uh, wants Joaquin Phoenix's characters to go into space. So they're, they're, yeah. in, they're in an actual space shuttle that's not ready for launch. Yeah. But there's a there's danger that it'll explode. So they're forced, <sighs> yeah, they're forced to launch into space. Um, so people thought it was in bad taste because it was putting kids in potential harm. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. if millions of kids watched the challenge yeah. launch, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I remember that it was like it was. I don't remember obviously, but I've, no. I've watched documentaries on it. Yeah, yeah. Because not a morbid fascination. No, it, but it's fa- it is, it it is was, interesting. It was literally a national event that yeah. literally thousands of schools across the United States and in it. the UK were mm. like watching it, yeah. and these people died on live television. Yeah. In like a, a horrific way. I mean, yeah. that explosion. That explosion. Atomized, basically, most, weren't they? Yeah. That that one explosion is like one of the most violent rocket explosions. Yeah. I mean, no no rocket explosions are no. not violent, but, but it's the nature of it. Yeah. Which is utterly fucking. And it was just totally out of the blue as well. Jesus, I didn't even so, think yeah. about that. Yeah. So that's why it didn't do so well. But the yeah. film itself is actually really good. And, yeah, and it, it's and all right. It, and it's a re- it's a realistic space adventure as yeah. well. It's not like you know, flight of fancy. It's still a flight of fancy, but it's not as mm. ridiculous as you would think it would be. Yeah. Um, but it's lots of fun, and again, yeah, it's a good cast, strong. Again, fully available on YouTube. Whole thing in HD quality is available. On on YouTube, oh, oh. I'd definitely rewatch it if, you have, yeah. if you've seen it or you haven't seen it. Um, let's give it a go. It's a fun family film, and and yeah, yeah. And you know what? It actually, even though obviously all this terrible, you know, kind of tragedy happened, mm. they space camp. It was popular, more popular than ever after this film. Yeah, and they have so many people that went purely. It was it tripled in in applicants yeah. after that film. So it still inspired people to go out and try to yeah, get which into is space. obviously the best thing about you know. And they were the, the, the whole film, the cast and the director were inducted into Space Camp Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, because <laughs> because of the inspiration. See, this yeah. could have been one of my, easily one of my choices. I well, know yeah, much, I mean, yeah. I know that much about it. Um, but it is it's a fascinating kind of bit of history and probably one of the biggest kind of marketing campaigns yeah. went wrong. Vincent from Black Hole, the Black Hole. <laughs> that film, Disney <laughs> went dark. <laughs> It is. If we're I talking watched about that film when I was a kid, and it, yeah. it fucked me up. Like Maximilian in it as well. Terrifying. He's basically robot Satan. Yeah. And even at the end, it. Posit- the whole thing is like, yeah. oh my god, we're going to crash into the black hole and all die. Yeah. Oh my god. What's on the other Ooh. side of the black hole? Yeah. Oh. It's a bit. It's not. Oh a my gr- god, it's it's dark. Yeah. It's not a great movie, I'll be honest. No, but no, not. But when I was watching it, I posted it on Facebook. I was watching it, but there seemed to be a lot of love for mm. it from a lot of uh, like slightly older. I'd say you know forties people in their forties and fifties. It's a forgotten classic. Yeah. It's, there is something about it, but um, oh god, that big red boat robot that shreds. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the actor's name? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, Anthony Perkins. Yeah, Anthony uh, Perkins. Uh, Psycho. It's him. He just holds it's a it. book in front of it to try yeah. and stop the shredder, and it just goes straight for yeah. it and shreds into pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Vin- Vincent, and you've got the other one. I think it's Bob, the other one, um, who's played yeah. by. I can't remember who plays Vincent. He's he's an Oscar winner. He's oh, he's no, um, Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. And oh, plays hell. Mad Hatter in Batman the Animated Series. I'm drawing a blank. If you know his name you know message me um yeah. but he's really good and it's it's got he's the one with another like with like jet jaguar has that weird power of being able to change size yeah vincent is a psychic robot <laughs> like he has an esp connection with the woman yeah. on the, in the crew and i'm like how Who? how does Where? that work but fair enough fair yeah. enough but um but in that film anything oh it's all it's all over the place i, really. I think it's i think crazy. in that i think after that film disney decided to make a different film company for their more adult projects i think it was um 
Was it touch, touchstone? Touchstone? Buena Vista? Buena Vista, yeah. Touchstone, that was I it, think yeah. It was touchstone. I think it was one of I those. Think it was. So they said, right, we're going to stop making more adult stuff. We still want to do that, but we still don't want to ruin the Disney brand. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of the thing that. That was it, because obviously the Disney brand, Disney logo was plastered all over it. Yeah, exactly. And then because it was quite dark mm. and. Uh, they were like, oh, it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a really good one. Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. <laughs> 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 They're robot made, you know? Oh. Uh, why not? They, had, they did have Why a not? Um, Whatever. So what else have we got? Um, still got quite a lot to do, to be honest. Just there. keep going. I'll just keep going. Just keep going. Uh, Bill and Ted's The Good Robot Usses. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, the Metal Men from DC Comics. The Metal Men? The Metal Men, yeah. So they're they're all based on a different element. So it's like iron, gold, oh, platinum, right. tin. Yeah. Uh, okay. They all have... They all have personalities tin. yeah tin, tin's like the weak and useless one. i'm platinum i'm tin <laughs> I'm t- basically that's it that's his voice that's basically his voice he's like no i don't know guys uh if you watch batman <laughs> watch batman the brave and the bold it'll tell you everything you need to know about know the metal men <laughs> but yeah they all they all have personalities kind of based Brilliant. so so like lead is quite dull uh, i think you know, iron's tin. quite strong <laughs> I'm definitely led then. Uh, <laughs> quite dull. Leader is, uh, the leader, leader is gold. I can and... stop radiation. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're, they're interesting, a bit different. Brilliant. Um, Athena from Tomorrowland. I wasn't a massive fan of the film, but I thought she was pretty cool in it. Uh, yeah. It's another kind of AI for me, that one. Yeah. Me and Natalie watched that film, and yeah. I thought it was garbage. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. No. That, that was another one that one of those big epic failures of Disney. Disney yeah. had a lot of them recently. They have. They've had, they've had a run. It's too many. Um, you've got. Oh, I like him. Uh, so Aaron Stack or Machine Man or X Fifty One from Marvel Comics. Uh, yeah. Jack Kirby creation. His his recent kind of reinterpretation where he just fucking hates humans is brilliant. He just constantly like calling them <laughs> fleshies and fleshing fleshlings and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's great and he's a bit of a dick now. So he was quite Excellent. kooky in the beginning, kind yeah. of kooky and weird because that's Kirby. Um, Evolution. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Android 16 from Dragon Ball Z. So he's, Ah, okay. Yeah, he's kind of a big, he's a big guy and he's, yeah. he's very, he's supposed to be evil, but he's like, I like animals and pretty birds. Um, so that, that's what he's into. Right, listener comments. We've still got, still oh, got these to going. do. Still is got this, these to is, do. Is this going to be the longest podcast you've done? Maybe. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? It's good shit. It's good shit. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. Even though I just blame it on me for rambling. No, no. Incessantly we both terrifying we, fucking We've both monsters. rambled. We, we have things to say, Andrew. We and if do. it takes two we parts do. of a podcast, that's just... I mean, Podbean could extend their it listening could. hours if they wanted to. It could. But Why don't. don't you? Why don't you? You sons So let's look guns. at these listener comments. So Go on, then. From Facebook, we've got Alex Clifton. Mine has to be Overlord from the Transformers franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, cool. He's a, he's a if if you if you want to read any Transformers comic, Andrew, mm. which I think you would like, uh, Last Stand of the Wreckers. Yeah, Overlord is the villain, and it's probably one of the most brutal, dark, uh, and kind of warlike. Yeah, it's it's basically kind of it's a war film. Um, and it's a ragtag group of. Yeah. Um, it's got Springer. Springer's the leader from uh, Transformers the movie. The guy who turns into a helicopter and a car. Yeah. That one, the green yeah. guy. He's kind of the Jesus. leader in it. It's got Prowl and, and Cup and a few other characters. Um, there. I think there is a there is a book that combines all the kind of sequels as well. Uh, I think there's Requiem for the Wreckers and Return yeah. of the Wreckers or something. Yeah, <laughs> just get that book. It's all it's all good just shit. Just buy it. Um, Andrew Knowles made a comment. I did. <laughs> he did. He did. And it, it's a gif of uh, Megatron uh, removing Lincoln from his seat, <laughs> and then Megatron sits on the seat. And his, Is that why you throat. thought it was going to be my number one? Kind of a little bit. Yeah. I thought that was. A I just thought it was like a really funny. It just it just yeah. sums up 
yeah. the brilliance of sums Megatron. Up, sums up Megatron, yeah, he loves just, it. So, just, I will take that seat, thank you. <laughs> one, one of my favourite things about um, the recent kind of Transformers franchise, it's called um, the comic's called More Than Meets the Eye. There's also mm. Robots in Disguise, which was... Robots in Disguise was kind of a political intrigue. Yeah. Uh, and More Than Meets the Eye was them going off to find the Knights of Cybertron. So that yeah. was their quest. Uh, but this all those two these two comics come about because the war has ended, mm. and that's when shit get gets really interesting when the yeah. war is over and like you see people you know switch sides. What are they going to do? How do they how do they you know proceed? And yeah. eventually, Megatron becomes an Autobot and is non-violent. Doesn't commit see, any any that, forms of violence. It's, it's stuff like that, that I'd like to see with the Transformers yeah. franchise. I like to see them just stop making mindless yeah. action. There's a there's a couple really think about what they're doing yeah. with the story because the, the wealth of characters is unbelievable. <sighs> the, the universe is untapped potential. Yeah. It really is. And the comics are the best and version I, I of I kind that. of like Michael Bay films to a degree, yeah. but he has ruined that franchise yeah, but yes. Hasbro didn't care because no. they were just raking in fucking money because yeah, you've got people just mindless mindless violence and cars yeah. and shit and that's not really what the Transformers is about really for no, me no it's not not for me either there's, there's some great stuff there's even gay Transformers same sex relationship Transformers yeah. which is some of, the, some of the most beautiful writing of, of a same sex yeah. relationship I have read and it's just two it's two Transformers and it's ridiculous but I, I, I can't get enough of it and there's transgender transformers. There's transformers yeah. that turn into useless shit, and they're and and the whole and you see like Megatron's quest and why mm. he begun it, and it and what and where you know it's much, much like Hitler. You see him, you know, he was a socialist. Yeah. He dreamed of uh, you know a socialist you know society, mm. and you know not far from you know what maybe a Jeremy Corbyn yeah. would want. You know but what? then he he went into a bad way, and then Megatron's yeah. the same. It just kind of it just de-evolved. I think it's the what it's the one franchise. I think if you had an unlimited amount of money and no fear of cancellation, yeah, you could make the greatest TV show ever. Yeah, with Transformers. And there's a really there's a good thing as well when they go to planets. They have these holographic avatars, so they yeah. become like either human versions of themselves or alien yeah. versions of themselves. So they can they can interact with other people without yeah. revealing them as being Cybertronian. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend if you if you want to do that more than meets the eye and robots in disguise they kind of cross over a little yeah. bit later on. Um, the finale of that particular timeline ends with a Unicron mm. arriving, um, but Shockwave's in it and he resurrects loads of dead Cybertronians and stuff. It's great, Shockwave. great shit and all the stuff with Ratchet I've already mentioned. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Um, but yeah, highly, highly recommend that. What else was there? Uh, so that was your comment. <laughs> that was your comment. Uh, so Andrew Ferguson on Facebook has gone R two D two. Yeah, Lieutenant Commander Data. Yeah, and of course TV's favorite sanitation droid, Crichton two six four B five two three P, which I think is a really good choice actually. Brilliant. Uh, and then Cristiano Smith has said Bender from Futurama. Ah, uh, yeah, which is a good one. Um, whether he's good or bad, we'll leave well, that yeah. up to you. <laughs> I think he, he blurs the lines, doesn't he? We'll, Certainly, we'll allow that because he likes to drink his beer. Michael Chandler, uh, I also like everything about this film. So this is number nine. This is a film called Nine. Uh, oh, it's okay. an animated film. I think Tim. Yeah. I think Tim I Burton it, produced I think, it. Yeah, he produced it. I think he, he didn't direct it, as far as no. I'm aware. But it was very much produced by him. Mm. Uh, so as much as I like the main bots and the creativity of the inventing machine and the legitimate threats were great. So I'll have to check that one out because it did look quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if Natalie's watched it. I think she probably has, to be fair. Yeah, probably. Uh, Michael Chandler again commented with a gif of the Iron Giant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Iron... I, I think I just turned 20... Fuck me, make a live-action film yeah. of that as well. Yeah, definitely. Why not? Why the hell not? If they're going to do remakes, the Iron Giant... Oh, I don't really like remakes, to be fair. But no. the Iron Giant, if you put... Yeah, the, the same... put the effort into it. I mean... Oh, 
I don't know. In fact, no, don't make a remake. No, actually, don't do it. You'll fuck you'll, it up. You'll ruin it. It's um, a great film. <laughs> it's got so much heart in that it does, film. It's, it's it's a beautiful film, and and Vin Diesel's best role. <laughs> yeah, easily absolutely. his best role. Um, so he big, is not Groot in that film. He's certainly not. <laughs> that's his that's his other good role. Everything else, yeah. Um, <laughs> the shot looks terrible. Um, yeah, it does. Um, I've I've heard bad things. <laughs> So uh, I am, this is moving on to Twitter. So it's uh, I am Jack's Musings. That's at I am Jack's Musings, one of our biggest fans. Yeah. Still holding strong. I love you, Jack. Um, so he selected Crichton, uh, Kit from Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kit. <laughs> the Buffy Bot. The Buffy Bot. Yeah, there's a, there's a robot uh, that gets created by uh, by this scientist in, in the Buffy TV series. And she's a robot. Wow, I, I need to watch this show. Buffy's great, <laughs> Buffy's great shit. It's good stuff. I've and watched he's the odd episode. I watched yeah. the musical one, which is bizarre. It's it's a weird one, but it's fun. Uh, and he's also included the uh, the robot from Rocky Four. <laughs> oh one, no! The one that Paulie definitely has sex with. <laughs> he definitely has sex with that robot. No, there's no there's no qualms about it. Why would he change it to a lady's voice? He's added that in there just for a laugh, hasn't he? Because yeah. that robot's a crock of shit. It's shite. <laughs> it looks more like an alien, if anything. I was watching it, I was like, is this real? This yeah. can't be. I'm watching the wrong film here. This yeah. is not Rocky. It's it's a weird one. Uh, so Ben at Nerd Chatting is that at Ben underscore Nerd Chat. Um, he's posted a gif of Data saying, I hate this. <laughs> Takes a drink and tastes it. And he's like, oh, I feel things. Yeah. Uh, so he likes that. Jack and the Geeks Talk at Jack Geeks Talk. Uh, Sunny from iRobot. Oh, yeah. I mean... That is a great. That is a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. And again, good great character. Yeah, he's on. He's on the borderline. Well, yeah, just playing the borderline, doesn't yeah. it? Johnny Five from Short yeah. Circuit. First one, not the second. Yeah, one. second Short Circuit is awful. Oh, I quite like it. Really, <laughs> I quite like it. What, what just makes it that you know, that guy playing the Indian character even more horribly yeah. racist? Yeah, I was going to mention that because the, the the guy, the lead guy from the first one. Refused uh, to come back. Steve Gutenberg, yeah, Steve, Steve Gutenberg from Police Academy, yeah, yeah, he refused to come back. So yeah, that's the one thing that hasn't aged well about Johnny Five. Uh, Short yeah. um, I don't even want. I could no. I'm no. Nah. No. We won't no. go into that. It's an overly long. Yeah, that's an overly long podcast. I mean, uh, I anyway, watched, so. I, I watched it a couple of years ago again with Natalie, and I was just like, <laughs> even when the film is really yeah. good, something happens. Yeah. And he says something, you just go. <laughs> just, just every time he opens his mouth, uh, it's like a poo. I think you'll like this one, Caprica Six. Oh, Battlestar, yeah. Battlestar Galactica, yeah. I, oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Kicking transfer that now. into my honourable mentions. Yeah, yeah Caprica Six from the Battlestar yeah. remake. Is, oh, she the, is, she, is, is that the sexy one? Yes. Yeah, sexy one. Um, for the like, Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, she, she's she, really good. She bridges the gap between the machines and the humans. Wow. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Sounds good. She's, she's in the opening scene and it's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and she kills a baby. Um, oh wow! Oh, in the episode, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's a really quite horrific. Yeah, I had to turned it off after Natalie saw that. Oh, like, I don't like this anymore. I was yeah, like, well, okay. Well, Nat- Natalie was saying there's a lot of stuff she wasn't going to watch when I was listing the dogs. So yeah. I was like, yeah, that's probably not in the one. Because the first episode of Battlestar the remake TV mm. show is three hours long. Yeah, it's like a prequel movie kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And when that bit happened, she just looked at me and I went, this is not for you, is yeah, it? Yeah, turn, so, turn it off. Nah, not really. I was like, okay, turn <laughs> it off. Uh, and they've also, Jack and the Geeks Talk have also included T-1000, which you mentioned, obviously. Yes, lad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, Nerds Chatting. So Nerds Chatting, Ben from Nerds Chatting has said data. He, said yep. da- he did say data. So Nerds Chatting, their actual uh, Twitter handle. Uh, so that's at Nerds Chat, I believe. Um, and they've, they've referenced data again with a different yeah. GIF. 
Dave is such a, a great character. And that's it. That's all of the listener comments. So mm. we are finally, after all this time, <laughs> we are done. So I it's hope... been such a long time. It's been so long. How long are we at? Uh, it looks like an, uh, 135 minutes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So what's that? That's like the length of a film, isn't it? We're <laughs> hitting uh, Lord of the Rings time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, well, I, I'll, I'll release it. I'll release it in two halves. So yes, it's a bit more manageable. Good luck trying size. to edit the break in that. I'll, there was I'll, a point at, we, at one point I thought we can do. It. You've been doing breaks in some of your podcasts recently. I have. Like, I have. Are you going to put have. a break in this? And then we just carried on. I was like, nah, nah fuck it. We're, we're here now. We're here yeah. now. Um, <laughs> I, I was doing it because my my you know I, I put breaks in if I feel like we need one. But yeah. you, you are happy. You know, I'm, I'm always happy. We've we've kept going. We're passionate. We kept our energy up. We, have, we had a lot of coffee. So we're all good. But I'm just before we go. I'm just going to say, where can you find us on the social medias, Andrew? Mm. Oh, me? Yeah, where can I find you? I want oh, to find you. Me. I want to hunt oh, you down, exterminate you, you like a Terminator. Well, I have a very small YouTube channel uh, channel called Angry Andy Reviews. Yes. I also have a uh, Facebook page of the same name, so you can find me. And you can read your reviews there yeah. if you don't want to watch them? Yeah, so basically I record what I've written down. My dog is barking. He doesn't like the channel. <laughs> hates Sorry. it. Yeah. So basically I just, I just record what I've written down, yeah. basically, and put a bit of character into that not really anything much but yeah, yeah it's only a small channel it's getting there I mean I, I always like I prefer it when you've got a bad film yes it's always so much better when you've got a bad yeah. film I think when you've got a good film it's kind of like it's kind of like it was yeah. a good film it was a good yeah, film it was but, but I want to if I want Angry Andy I want Angry Andy so it's got to yeah, be a bad film I mean yeah there's, check, there's... Out, check out the Dark Phoenix review that's a good one ah yes did I do a video for that one you did do a Dark Phoenix one and you, yeah. did a, and you did a Terminator one as well yep Terminator that still was... not seen it probably based off your review yeah yeah i mean uh, that's just it my reviews are few and far between because obviously i don't have that much time yeah. in the world no of course you're very busy this current climate as well as well and you get a load of films and you're getting married as well so you got you got yeah. all that stuff yeah. to, to to do yeah so. so by all means come and find me at angry andy reviews yeah. subscribe really good, and really good stuff i will look at some of the videos i will uh, i think i'll include a link for you oh, in, thank in you. the uh, when i post about this thank you, sir. um when i when it when it does finally come out when i finally <laughs> edited all this um but yes and if as we're usual, still here if we're still yeah if we're still alive if i'm still alive who knows uh but you can find uh me at Secret Balls on Facebook. So you type that into the search bar. It's at Dan underscore Balls on Twitter. Instagram, it's Spider Dan Secret Balls, all one word. The podcast itself is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, many, many more. And if you'd like to donate towards the podcast, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com and that's forward slash Spider Dan and the Secret Balls. And when you're interacting with us, don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle. Thank yes. you very much, Andrew. This has been fantastic. It has. I've had a lot of fun. We've been very unrobotic in this, very passionate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I end of line.